Hello and welcome to the Coast Football Ramble Podcast. On this week's show, we discuss the two Melbourne matches. The Mariners' all-time leading goal scorer, six-time Golden Boot winner, record holder for most substitute appearances in Australian league history, and scorer of the latest goal in A-League regular season history, Matthew Simon joins us for a chat, and we answer your questions. I'm Pete, and I'm joined by Luke, Jimmy, and Morrow. Hey, lads. Gents, how you doing? How about it? We had a week off. Apologies. We did, yeah. Sneak a week off. It happens. Um, you know, people get sick. And, um, yeah, we're making up for it this week with a uh, chat with Simo. Also, no wins. Yeah. <laughs> That's why we didn't pod. Just we didn't win. Not good enough. <laughs> we can't accept these results, so you don't get a podcast. If it's not a winning pod, it's not a pod. True. Yeah, no more all pods until we're back even. Yeah. <laughs> we're accustomed to wins now. Let's dive right in with Fred's question. Fred this week asks, uh, there has been a visible decline in the team's overall performances for the last couple of games. Is it time to mix things up? Uh, well, we kind of did with Max Ballard starting in uh, City in Melbourne. Mm-hmm. Um, More of a necessity, though, Yeah. Out of anything, isn't it? Why didn't his start, though? Good question. I mean, you know, I was, I was happy with Max starting. Um, quality player. Maybe didn't have his best performance that night, but I don't think anybody did. Oh, um, no. You, yeah, we're not going to judge him on, on No, no. I mean, half. when he played 45 minutes, which I think mm. some people will do forget, he played the second 45 when we came back against Melbourne City at home. Mm. And he, he was that good that I legit didn't even know he was on the pitch. So definitely not going to judge him um, based off of those 45 minutes. Um but in terms of mixing things up, I think it's time we start Kual up top. Yep. Uh, give Simo or Urania a rest. Either one I'm happy with. But, yeah, I, I think our, our, our last three games uh, haven't haven't been the best, even though we're, we're still picking up results here and there. But if we just look at the three games overall, I think we came back against Perth only, only because of a penalty. Uh, the city game went pretty much as expected, and the victory result was pretty pretty disappointing. So, and we didn't finish our chances. I'd probably mix up the. I'd bring on the subs a little bit early, uh, especially if the game's not going our way. Say with the victory game, our first sub or well, was it half time? But apart from that, first sub was the seventy ninth minute, and um, uh, the game was pretty much gone by then. Way too late. I think we should definitely mix a few things up, like keep trying some other things and see what we can. And I think we have a little bit done that as well. But um, I don't totally agree with the premise of the question that I think overall our performances haven't yielded the results in these last three games. But actually our performances haven't been horrendous throughout those. And in in all of them, we've had our moments in the games where I thought our performance was good. you're right, though uh, we had a, a very tough half in the first half, especially against City, um, and that just coincided with Max Ballard's presence rather than had anything to do with yeah. it. Um, and against, you know, the victory, again, there were moments in that game where I thought we were average, but there were also moments in the game when I thought we were really good. So so I don't feel like we've had this, you know, notable decline kind of thing. I just feel like we haven't had everything sort of go our way and... And, uh, you know, a bit of the bounce of the ball. It would help if Fagani knew how to, the difference between signal a free kick and signal uh, offside. Wait, we'll get to that. 
um, and a few other things similar your mate, to that. Your mate, who you rated know, very highly I, going I, into the weekend. Hey, I'm here to eat. I am here to eat humble pie on that because this was his poorest game, but we'll get there. Um, so yeah, I'm not. I'm not buying into the theory that we're sort of gone as and we're on the decline. Um, we were unlucky not to get a result out of victory. I thought City. We improved in the second half, but I don't know. We might have to accept that expecting it to win every game forevermore, it might be a high expectation. I think we had the ball more in the second half against City. I don't think we necessarily improved because our movement off the ball was very poor. Mm. And you can see that with yeah. the second goal when Clisby brings it up and then has no one to pass it to because everyone is level with him. No, what he probably should have done is hold up for a second and play it square and get back to his position. But um, he lost to Atkinson, and um, he was the one that ended up finishing it. Feels a little bit like we um, have this sort of starting point and plan A, for lack of a better term, and then when we revert, then other plans are harder. I thought in the City game, once we changed, and we changed quite early in that game, I thought, then we... We, we looked disorganised after that. We had seemingly plenty of potency and we had um, su- some runners, etc. But we just didn't look like we coordinated them well. We didn't have the runners at the same time as the ball players were ready to play the balls, etc. We just looked disorganised. And uh, so that sort of seemed to me like one of the first uh, displays of us not being able to play the same team as we've played all season. Um, I could be wrong, but I, I, I felt like we bought into the fear in the City game. Yeah, a little bit. Over-respected them in a way. Yeah, we, we, it was like a case of we knew what we were coming into, which was you know, almost 90 minutes of having them run at you and non-stop and you know, their press on the ball was probably, besides us in the first few games, was probably the best we've seen all season from a team. And we... we I don't want to say we gave them too much respect because they are a very good side, but... I think we bought into the fear a little bit. I don't think... Well, they didn't let us play, that's for certain. They shut down no. Ollie like nothing else. They yeah. put Dawn yeah. him most of the time and he couldn't do anything. I thought he was a good example, though, of where we were at because in this game, for the first time, he seemed to second-guess a few of his passes before he made them and that hasn't really occurred earlier in the season. Mm. But for whatever reason in this game, there was just a little bit of nervousness there and it sort of started with Ollie, to be honest. He might have even been the ball loser for their first goal. He gave the ball away a few times. Yeah. yeah. and, and so they all did. <laughs> and, and the rest of the team just sort of followed that a little bit where we we um, we, we sort of were a bit hesitant where balls have been flowing. We just didn't play flowing football in that, in that game. So, yeah, I don't know. We're off our game, put it that well, way. Well, like I said, I don't think they let us play fo- flowing football. They pushed us and pressed us and, you know, kept coughing it up. So, you know, ball done to City. They're easily the best team at comp. They'll, they'll from considering after the first couple of pods, I think uh, I predicted Kiz Norbo was going to, get the flick, uh, I think they'll win the premiership. <laughs> now. It does appear that way. They've come out of nowhere. They are the best team. Mm. So, And I think we have held them as well as any team and probably are going to as well, if you know what I mean. We're, yeah. We're, yeah, so back to the question. Don't think we've sort of fallen in a heap. I just think we've run across really good opposition consecutively and, you know, probably could have done a bit better in a couple of our decisions during that too. Full credit, sorry, Pete, I know you want to talk and you haven't spoken for about five <laughs> minutes now, but full credit to um, Birrigitte in that game too. Without him, it would have been four plus for them. And the two central defenders? Yeah, yeah. That would have been about yeah. six nil Full credit three to years them, ago. To the back three, yeah. Would have been, yeah. yeah. And a red somewhere. 
Yeah, or a couple. Um, I think in terms of the question itself, is it time to mix things up on the whole? Probably not. Um, in terms of, you know, shape and structure and playing style, no, I think we're okay. Um, there are maybe a couple of positions um, that we could look to bring other players in. I'd love to see Aloe get a shot up top um, for longer than 15 minutes, and I'd love to see Dan Hall get a run uh, at left or right back, personally. Yeah, all right. I, I think, you know, on the weekend... Um, Actually, yeah, good point. Over yeah. the last couple of weeks, Stefan hasn't exactly been at the races. And, um, yeah, you know, far be it from me to slam any any players. But, you know, as president of the... Or co-president of, of the Dan Hall Fan Club, uh, I think I think it's his time to uh, to get some minutes. Yeah. Hello for um, some time with Aranya. I'd like to see that. Yeah. We get to see that, aren't we? I don't think, I don't think we have. I can't recall. Yeah, that. I don't think we've sure seen Allo in a Yeah, they haven't overlapped at all. Nah, yeah. Who started Who started MacArthur away? Simon? Because that, that was the game that Qual started. Must have been <coughs> Simo because Bowie came on at half time. We probably didn't have Aranya then. He we was didn't have Aranya then. Yeah. No, yeah, he wasn't oh, playing. Yeah. Good yeah. point. Yeah. Good point. Yeah, he needs more game time. Let's dive in and uh, have a look at the two games that uh, have been played over the last couple of weeks. Of course, first and foremost, we've touched on it already, the Melbourne City game down there, 2-0 loss. Uh, in the lead-up, the team didn't really get any proper time to train during the week, of course, with the torrential rain and floods that we had here on the coast. How about that rain, huh? <coughs> <coughs> Pretty heavy duty. Jesus Christ. Yeah, my rate got flooded. I don't know if it's an excuse, but if it is an excuse, then there was plenty of it here. I mean, that would explain why we're off our game a bit in that game, put it that way. There's one, yep. you know. Of course, Maxi Ballard did make his starting debut. He had probably about 50 minutes prior to that uh, over the course of a couple of substitute appearances. Pretty, pretty yeah, thrown in the deep end, I guess, is probably the best way to, to describe it. Yeah, especially against him. I mean, uh, you could probably put him... There was a few players probably at fault, but... One of the ones at fault for the first goal. I think he uh, was tracking back in the midfield and uh, was pretty close to McLaren. Then he went for the ball instead of McLaren and that just left McLaren free. And for the crap that I give McLaren, you just can't do that. Oh, top finish. With him. So, um, yeah, I, I mean, you know, as a whole, that whole City game went pretty much as I expected. I, c- I couldn't blame Ballard, though, for that goal because I thought that others could have... Um, our, our back four couldn't really come to McLaren as he ran into the box, but Ballard could have stayed with uh, McLaren, but so could Ollie. And that, to me, we were just, you know, we were just thinking things before we did them, whereas everything's been so smooth up until then. So yep. City raised some questions for us, put it that way. Yeah, they are scary. Um, of course, Matt Simon was uh, absolutely colossus with some of his defensive headers as we were sort of un- put under siege at points of that game as well. Uh, something that we do speak about with him a little bit later in the show. And central closed, of course, from Archie Thompson. <laughs> How many times did he stuff that up? Um, at least 12. Oh, it's just... Find another job. Yeah, uh, he kept calling uh, Beerus Mark uh, Baghetti or Baraghetti. <laughs> Um, sounds delicious. <laughs> I don't think he's got one player's name right all season, has he? Yeah, <laughs> they didn't. They just gave up, didn't they? It was him and Zappers, wasn't it? Yeah, Zappers, they weren't even trying. Zappers got um, caught in amongst it too because he called Jaden Casella Jordan Casella a few times. Yeah. Um, so yeah, whatever Archie's got is contagious. So you should probably look at getting vaccinated. Yeah. Um, Archie would <laughs> find a way to get bloody. John Smith wrong. Like. <laughs> <laughs> Smith. Um, of course, as we mentioned there as, as well, Beerus was on absolutely top form again. And I think, Luke, you already said it, but in years gone by, there's a fair chance that could have been five, six or seven. 
Um, so imagine Ben Kennedy in goals in that game. No mm. thanks. I'd rather not. I'd rather no. just move straight past this game. <laughs> yep. Yep. I'm not imagining that. <laughs> of course, on Saturday night, uh, Saturday prime time kickoff, we hosted the Vark Melbourne victory. Um, how good was this, though? Aside from the result, pre-game we saw Marvin at the front of Bay 16 uh, with a couple of uh, couple of flares, a couple of smokies. Ultra Marvin. I'm happy to see Marvin back. It was impressive. I'm, yeah. Well, look, the league loves him, and the kids love him, and you should have seen the kids. Flooding to the front of the bay. I saw, yeah, I saw that from my vantage point. Oh, it's just so good yeah. to see it. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, no, that was sick. Um, got some good, uh, good footage of that. So, cool, cool. Of course, the uh, game did finish one all. It was uh, Callum McManaman that uh, unlocked us in the twentieth minute. Bit of a controversial one here for a few people. Um, as of Wind course, him up. The Wind him up. referee had blown uh, for a what turned out to be a Melbourne victory free kick and uh, indicated offside, as did the linesman. No, um, no, 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 no. However, however, if you go back and watch, he did it originally indicated offside no, and he didn't. then pointed the for the victory free kick. Um, the fight, linesman, fight, 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 the linesman fight. also flagged offside. Clisby saw that. And uh, and took off upfield. I'm bringing um, up the footage now. Clisby saw it and <laughs> took off upfield, and I can then tell you what happened. and then um, the ball was also hit uh, while it was still rolling. So he's played it to himself and taken the free kick while it's still moving. Erin, um, go. Well, I haven't still uh, I haven't yet. While Jimmy does that, gotten over. Is that Callum Murray who plays for? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, just mute his mic, will you? <laughs> He's gone. He's gone. No, Gosh, Dad Joe. No. Look, what happened was that the uh, the linesman and the referee, they both call what appears to be offside. The referee raising his arm directly yep. above himself yep. and blowing his whistle. At the same time, in the background, the linesman raises his flag. Um, he looks over his shoulder, actually, for Garni, like this. That's why I'm not looking at that. No, up. I just watched it. So what he does... He won't be doing it there. <laughs> Straight up in the air. Straight up in the he air. Points, he points to where it was and then points to Straight which direction the air. Straight over there. Straight over there. Ambiguous call at best. He points to the direction that the free where kick will be taken. Where does first point? Up in the air. Up in the air and then straight there we to the spot. Oh, there we and then, go. Thank oh, you. We got oh. there eventually. It took a while, but we got there. And at the very oh, same well, moment, if you look in the background, the linesman raises his flag. So we got the referee going like that, blowing his whistle, the linesman raising his flag. Yeah, but you can clearly see which direction the foul's going in. No, I you, sat you in can. the stands. You can. He pointed in the direction the foul was going in. I sat in the stands and wanted a, a, a I yellow card. I just watched card. it just then. I wanted a yellow card for the guy kicking the ball away who was taking the quick free kick mm. because it was our offside. As far as I could tell. We pointed in the direction the, f- the foul was going. If you have a look at Clisby in this, I don't know if we're recording this, but if you have a look at Clisby, he actually... What do you mean, mate? We're doing a podcast. Of course <laughs> we're recording it. <laughs> he actually runs to get forward. Yeah, I know. Yeah, watch that too if you want. But Yeah, so he actually runs to get forward. That's how confident he is that he's got the call right. Well, he should have been looking um, at uh, look, the direction that the ref was pointing look, in. Look, Clisby has to be smarter there. McManaman read this and um, he outsmarted Clisby on this, but... I think he just stood there. Is football a game where you like to get your wins by a poor interpretation of of an umpire's or a referee's signal? I don't think so. Football's about getting goals in the net and keeping them out of the net. It's not about we outsmarted the other team because the signal of the ref was ambiguous. And so it's just disappointing. I'll take wins however they come. um, 
he, he shouldn't they. have gone up the halfway with no. his player. His agree. job is to defend. He should have stayed with no, no. his player. Totally agree with that. And and in the end, Fagani did point out that it was a free kick and etc. But no, not was. in the end, straight away. But it was ambiguous. He pointed the direction the foul was going. Hand up first and then pointed in the direction of yeah. the foul. And no, the, no, no. The very he put his hand up and then he pointed to where the foul was. And then so he, he put his hand up first. <laughs> and the very he, reason yeah, but he points in the direction that the foul is Jimmy, going. Jimmy, don't die on this hill. <laughs> the very reason we're having this conversation is the ambiguity. <laughs> no, but he pointed the direction the foul's going. That After indicates, pointing up in the air, which is normally yeah, associated in, with I offside. I don't care. His final decision is which way the arm is going. I don't wait for his third signal. It's only his first signal. If look, in. if if I'm a defender, right, and we've supposedly just we've just won a free kick for an offside or whatever. If I'm looking at the ref and he goes like that, I'm thinking it's our free kick, so I'm off, I'm gone. And that's no, what whatever he does next. Nah. If I that's, if, I, that's if I'm looking him. at the ref and then looking at the linesman, if I'm glancing at the ref and then yeah. looking straight over the linesman, yeah, I'm off. If you're yeah. going straight up like that, I'm going. We're possibly on here on the counter. I'm gone. Yeah. No, I Hard wait until him. I wait to see which direction he's pointing to see which way the foul is. Anyway, the ball was still moving when the free kick was taken, so fuck him. Uh, let's move <laughs> well, on because hey, this has been a hey, great ten hey. minutes. But <laughs> it was notable that that <laughs> calamari. <laughs> Knew it was coming. I think uh, he, we've he we've all that. we've all picked our individual hills well, to die on. Well, he knew which can, way the, the foul was going. You can, didn't he? You he, can, did. he was he just standing there. You just yeah. said that. Yeah. Oh, I actually just watched again. He, oh. he moves. He walks slightly <laughs> towards our goal. <laughs> <laughs> he knows the jigs up. Speaking of goals, of course, we uh, got the equaliser in the 30th minute there. Urenia getting on the score sheet once again. I think that's his third of the season. Hitting a decent little run of form at the moment, he is. Uh, Dan Bauman with the assist. It uh, all started out on the left-hand side with Jack Clisby, uh, who worked it across to Stefan Negro. Uh, lovely turn from Dan Bauman for the assist as well, um, who absolutely sent... Uh, who was marking him? Sent him for chips and a hot dog. I think it might have been Robbie Cruz, but uh, whoever it was is probably still lying on the turf at Central Coast Stadium. Or Triore, was it? Yeah, it's one of the two. But tidy, tidy finish from uh, from Marco as well. Yeah, that um, that whole movement starting at left back with uh, Clisby comes across the back line up the right hand side, through ball, lovely through ball, lovely paced, and waited, and then Urena just slots it back post. Like I I was expecting him hit it square, but there was two players I think between him and Matty. So it's a good finish because yeah. you can tell he waits, he waits, he waits, he waits that extra split second and then goes, there's a gap between goalkeeper and goalkeeper and defender here, just slots it. Perfect. And he has to wait until the ball's in the right position as well. It's a little bit too close to him when he gets to the mm. um, to make the finish. So, yeah. he, so yeah, it's, it's a great sort finish. of a stab almost. Exactly. The question I'm going to ask is why didn't we move like that for more in the game? Because a lot of time we'll get up there and would pass it backwards, sidewards, and just lose any forward momentum that we had. And it just, I just played into victory, and victory were doing the they, the victory were, um, you know, setting the pace of the game, set disrupting. Any time we got any um, momentum up, they would lay down the ground for half an hour. Mm. I think oh. it's pretty clear what they came for. Yeah, oh yeah, there and was there was no way they came for anything more than more than a point. Yeah, but I mean that first twenty five minutes, we were we were absolutely nowhere. Yeah, yeah. But by 30 minutes, they were time-wasting. And, and, yeah. and Fagani allowed this to happen um, and, and, and ended in a debacle. debacle as it was. It ended in a debacle <laughs> because, because he gave a free kick in the box for time-wasting, did he not? The indirect. Yeah, yeah. the indirect and, free kick, yeah. Yeah, this after already having given yellow cards to, I think, at least one other player for time-wasting. Yep. And, and he just let it go on and on and on for the whole game, which was quite disruptive I mean, to any chance we had of turning things around. It is hard to blame them, though, because we've been in that position how many times in the last 
No, no, just an observation. Sort of, you know, Don't blame ev- everybody does it. You can you can complain about the time wasting all you want and the you know the only wanting a point that you know to me for a team that's in the position that they're in, they played that game perfectly. Oh, nothing and against yeah. them, but we yeah. should have done better. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. We yeah, had definitely. so many shots of goal, so many crosses, more possession, which we've only had more possession in a game, a few games this season, if that, and we just did not make the most of it. But we shouldn't have let them score. And more importantly, Ali Reza, stay out of helping them score. <laughs> yeah, well, there was an interesting <laughs> moment that came out of that indirect free kick in the second half as well. Um, of course, we saw, I think it was Simo who went to blast it towards goal. Um, but the player came out of the wall and it was probably only about two yards away from him, from yeah. the ball he when it hit He covered half the distance. Mm. Yeah. And that was yeah. the one that the ball hit, wasn't it? Just yeah. one of yeah. the hopeless decisions that Ali Reza made that night. So is, is, is he off Including, your Christmas card list? Absolutely. <laughs> and, uh, and I hope he wasn't charging. He, well, actually, he certainly was charging by the minute for, minute for his time there that night, wasn't he? Because he ended... Um, first half, sure. Yeah, the first half, they put up a sign saying there'd be two minutes and he immediately blew the whistle. And then, then just, the s- Yeah, just on that, the board did go up already two minutes into added time um, because there was a there was a fair stoppage there. All right, so another, yeah. another ambiguity in yeah. that game. The, the, board, the board should have gone up two minutes before it did. The crowd was well informed. <laughs> I'm surprised they didn't announce the Warriors team before the game instead of the Mariners, <laughs> just to keep us a little bit less informed. The ground announces a little bit better than that. True. That's the only thing we had going for us. That's the, probably how we got it wrong. Yeah, there was a lot of double standards. And say if um, one of our players would get sandwiched between two of their defenders, no foul play on. But as soon as we did, it was a yellow card. Yeah, there was a lot of a inconsistency. Lot of that, yeah. Speaking of yellow cards, I think Cliz might have been lucky to stay on the pitch for a tackle early in the yeah. second half. Um, that was right in front of where we were sitting, and oh, it was an orange on set. Yeah, it was a very, very dark shade of orange. I think <laughs> if it was higher, it would have been a red. I think yeah. it was lucky that there wasn't as much. Maybe it looked different in the really slow slow mo, but there wasn't that much force on it. And I think he was lucky to get away. Yep. Saved him a bit. Basis. Yeah, uh, we did have a uh, a bit of a shout for handball towards the tail end of the game as well. Uh, at, the, uh, at, the, no, at the game, yeah, straight away I thought, nah, the ball's ne- the, his hands, his arms next to his body. It's not, it's fine. Mm. But you're watching the replay; he it's actually out. moves his arm out yeah. towards where the ball is. And that's, so, but that's, it was still pretty close. That's but, yeah. where the interpretation is, though, isn't it? Because it's what's natural position and all this shit that's just yeah and also too much of a gray area what were the particular rules for that particular week <laughs> or, yeah. or minute yeah 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 i was okay with it i didn't think it was a pen i mean who was in var well that's yeah exactly never going to give it there Actually, was um, yeah they were discussing this in the newcastle <laughs> perth game that all, all fans want is a bit of consistency and it's hard to get that consistency in mm. the league at the moment like um like a foul for one ref will be yellow and foul for another ref won't be mm. Mm. Especially when you have Kurt Ams in the box. Yeah. Oh, well. Uh, last 10 minutes or so of the game, most of it, you know, we were putting a lot into the area, but most of it was sort of easy floated backspinners that were picked this, up quite this, easily by Matty Acton. This was super frustrating for me. Once we put Kowal on the pitch, surely the tactic then is to get balls in behind, but get the victory defence to be turned around and use his yep. speed, mm. get him to turn around. But why Why are we sort of hitting these sort That's of the backspin cr- yeah. floaters from the middle of the pitch and expecting him expecting him to win a header against Buddy Ryan Shotton and come over who... who who, Nick Ansel, I think. That's, yeah, I think um, it was that's, that was too. curriculum ball from 2010 yeah. Socceroos. Uh, that was so frustrating. We, yeah. we, the last 10 minutes, we just did not take advantage of him being on the pitch. And this is why... I would like to see him start a game or two now because he's sort of he, he keeps on coming on in these sort of situations where you know maybe he's 
he's sort of under a little bit of perceived pressure that, okay, you've got six goals off the bench or whatever this season. Can you go on and fix the problem sort of thing? It's, that's I don't think I don't think we should be doing that to him right now. I think we, we need to give him some more game time, especially longer than bloody 15 minutes or whatever it was. Yeah, we waited a long time this time. It was we? it was way too long. And I think I think Stadge waited because we were dominating. We were creating a few chances and he was waiting longer and longer and longer because I think he thought the goal was going to come and he didn't know who to take off. You know, I thought Simo was still playing all right. Urania was still playing okay. But he was just probably too patient. He just, he just, he just needed to... to just need to rip the band-aid off and make a decision and get one of them off and put him on earlier. I think it's the thing that is, is uh, back to the original Fred's question. I don't think that we've sort of suffered this downturn, but I think we've come to a point where we need more than just the um, initial enthusiasm, fitness um, and cohesion that we started the season with. We, we've sort of got to be able to um, roll with the punches now. Teams know that we're good and they know what our changes are, etc. And I don't think in these last three games they've been our best choices every time. We've made a few choices that didn't seem to have the effect that maybe we were looking for. We were a bit late with the subs in this one. In the last one, I thought United coming on for um, Ballard made us look disorganised. We've just generally not gone quite as well with our changes so yeah and, and, any, and anyone Stens started this game as well against the victory and I think you could tell he not played much because he yes. probably didn't have his best 45 yeah so I sort of understood him being substituted and I've had some level of understanding for all the subs but they haven't worked for us as well in these last few games mm. have they against our, the best quality opposition no exception of victory of course I think Stens had to come off in this one um, yeah, you know being on a yellow <laughs> and what a yellow oh, what a yellow to get oh, oh brilliant Jesus it was so dumb though it was only it was... camp sober he could have just let him go he would have tripped <laughs> over the ball or something but it was it was Stens who gave away the ball as well to camp sober and yeah. he had two or three seconds where he could have just looked up and picked a pass um, and it seemed like he just forgot where he was maybe um, so yeah it was unfortunate and then, yeah, picked him up and nearly threw him to the ground, really, didn't he? Looks like those sh- those Cam Sober shorts had fit Ack and Femmoir by now. <laughs> <laughs> Come to A-League, Ack and Fenwa. Uh, yeah. that'll, be, that'll be all right. Yeah, I think, you know, I think overall, I think we're at about where I thought we'll be. You know, we, we were having the conversation a couple of weeks ago about, you know, when can we start speaking about maybe finishing first? And I think it's a bit sort of uh, a bit of fun stuff to speak about but I think the season's probably going about as I expected sort of oh it's going far better than I expected well yeah <laughs> sorry me too if I'm honest but <laughs> sort of worded that wrongly but after the first few games we thought okay we're looking all right I think at, at we sort of maybe started to think at this point all right we'll maybe taper off a little bit a couple of other teams will start to come good like we've seen with Adelaide um and Melbourne City um and a couple of other teams will fall off like Brisbane's gone a little bit more cold compared to what they were at the start of the season. Um, and, you know, I think maybe now we are too. I think the, the last three games we haven't played um, like we have in the first few. So I think, um, you know, there's a bit of work to do there. Which Can is I right. say I predicted the draw? Or we should put money on it. Nice one, that. Yeah, the draws are... I never tipped them, but... Um yeah. Now, I'd, I would hasten to add we are, that football's not black and white. We are not either fantastic, winning, or terrible and running last. Mm. In the middle, well, honestly, I'll be I'll, at the start of this season, I would have been absolutely thrilled 
with Were you here being the last one of those five years? mediocre, <laughs> one of those mediocre teams that sneak into sixth. Yeah, happy with that. Yep. Now I'm I am still thinking of us as a team that can make the top four, but I'm not sure whether or not we've got the quality and the 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 change quality as well that City has. There you go. In the words of Ivan Jolic, uh, maybe we're just being a bit greedy. Oof. I forgot about that. Uh. <laughs> Alrighty, joining us on this week's episode of the Coast Football Ramble podcast is, of course, the Mariners' all-time leading goal scorer and six-time Golden Boot winner, Matty Simon. Matty, how are you? I'm good, mate. How are you? Absolutely sensational, mate. Absolutely sensational. Pleasure to um, have you joining us this week. Uh, we'll get things underway with a couple of quick-fire questions. Uh, firstly, who's better, Lionel Messi or Matt Simon? <laughs> um, well, we definitely have to go with Messi on that one. <laughs> that's, that's the first one we've had this year. No one else has been, Matty. Everybody yeah. else has gone you. Uh, yeah, secondly, well, mate, your, um, your, your sauce, is that in the, uh, in the fridge or in the cupboard? No, our sauce is in the fridge. Good oh. man. Is it Master Foods? It definitely is master food. Good yeah. man. Good man. Well played, <laughs> sir. Uh, so in uh, in previous seasons, you've been criticised maybe in some quarters, uh, maybe for being too aggressive, uh, maybe getting too many cards, maybe conceding too many fouls. This season, uh, you've seemed to have mellowed somewhat. Have you managed to realign your chakra and uh, be more harmonious and peaceful on the pitch? Um, yeah, I'm not too sure. You know, obviously a lot of people always talk about that side of my game, but you know, I've always found it quite funny. You know, uh, only having two red cards out of about 280 games is, is a pretty good record, I think. Um, obviously, getting a lot of yellow cards is just part and parcel of the way I play. But, you know, I've, I've been on four yellows pretty early on this year and, and haven't got one for a while because obviously I'll miss the next game if I get one. So um, I've had to be on my best behaviour. But, uh, you know, I don't like to think about that stuff too much and, and change the way I play. Um, I like to just, you know, get on with things and whatever happens, happens and we just deal with that after, you know, if, if that fifth one does come along. Is there any thought there of maybe kicking someone pretty soon so you get the the fifth card to get the game suspension out of the way? Or um, No, I don't think so. I, I, I don't think, uh, not, not, not many coaches that I've played under always, you know, to get the card when when the timing's right, I think it's always just important to to play a game. And as I say, if it happens, it happens. But yeah, it's probably someone along the way that I'll I'll probably have a have a good tussle with. <laughs> next Tuesday, maybe. <laughs> yeah, next Tuesday is going to be a, a good game. So yeah, we'll, we'll get Thursday out of the way first, and then uh, yeah, it's definitely going to be a good one next week. Do you have a penalty to pay to the team if you do get a card? Uh, no. No, there's there's a penalty if you if you get sent off. There's a penalty to pay paid to the kitty, but um, not not for the yellow cards, no. So, Maddie, this year, in a, a sort of a personal point of view, you're you're experiencing somewhat of a renaissance in your own um, game with some pretty special performances. Really, is there any sort of um, fountain of youth or something that um, you can tell us about? Um, in training, I know that we've looked after some of the older boys in history uh, when, with their training and things. What what do you put this um, sort of resurgence down to? Yeah, look, I think the biggest thing is actually just playing games. Um, obviously, uh, you know, I played every game so far this year, and 
um, that does help quite a fair bit. And obviously getting to the age I am, it's, you do have to, you know, change training a little bit and, and try and get looked after as much as possible. Um, you know, I think once you get to a certain age, you, you sort of don't have to do all the training that the, the young ones have to do every single day. I think the most important thing is to look after your body and, and feeling fresh for the games. And that's certainly helped me this year. But as I say, playing every week is, is definitely helping with, you know, fitness and, and just having fun and, and confidence. We've just answered my training question, so I'll move on to the next one. Um, can our um, yeah, well, we saw Daniel McBreen doing that um, when he was here in the, in the latter years of his professional career. Um, that helped him on on match day. So you're doing the same thing. Um, when Macca was having a little joke and muck around. <laughs> <laughs> uh, taking it easy on training day, I heard. I'm not a, yeah, yeah, no, just yeah, no, just on uh, you know, when I say taking it easy, just. You know, some days where where you've taken a little bit longer to get over matches, the previous match, you know, you might might you might not do 100% of the the training day. You know, you might only do 80% and, and miss out every second. You know, small sort of game or something like that. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm definitely I'm not I'm not using Macca's technique of uh, playing up in front of the cameras in the change room. <laughs> <laughs> That's if a camera is allowed in the change room these days. Um, can our recent downturn in results be put down to any one thing? I know we had a lot of wet weather up here, which stopped you from playing on the pitch, but um, is there anything that's sort of happened that's um, sort of derailed it a little bit? No, I don't think so. I think, obviously, you know, the Melbourne City game was quite disappointing. Um, it's probably the only game this year that we've, we've been outplayed in. I don't think we were at our best at all. Um, and in saying that, I think we still could have got something out of the game. The penalty uh, that Alou that didn't get... It was definitely a penalty if we had got that one. You know, 10 minutes to go, 15 minutes to go, I think we could have snagged something. Went, as I say, we weren't in the game at all. So, um, against victory, obviously really disappointing. Just, you can't dominate a game any more than that without winning. So, you know, that was disappointing that we couldn't, um, you know, put them to bed. I think if we had scored first, um, it, it would have obviously been a different game. But, you know, I think the boys just need to stay positive is the most important thing. You know, we're still coming first. Um, it's an amazing position for the team to be in and uh, just need to stay positive and, and happy around the training ground and uh, the good results will keep coming. From, uh, I guess, from your perspective, um, you know, you're club captain, you're part of the leadership group here. Um, we've had a couple of pretty lean seasons over the last uh, last couple of years. What's been the single biggest change, I guess, around the club um, from this year to the last few years? Um. Yeah, it's a good question. A lot of people have asked, you know, what's the, what's you know, what's the, the sticking point for the team to just all of a sudden start doing well. But I think the the preseason we worked really hard as a group and we outlined what we wanted to achieve as a group. And um, I think you can see the resilience this year that the group has shown and, and working really hard for one another. Um, that was probably the biggest goal of ours as a group was to. You know, this club's always been built on backs against the wall and, you know, the Mariners against uh, the rest of the world. And I think the the players have really taken that on board this year um, in, in their performances. And, and you can see how hard the players work defensively for, uh, for one another. Um, always, you know, getting back behind the ball. And when we do lose the ball, we try try so hard together to get it back. So I think that's, um, you know, a lot to to do with it our work rate is you know extremely high and um you know and, and things always look good going forward i think we have enough talent in the team to always score goals so um i think that's the 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 work rate and the mentality has definitely changed this year uh what did you politely say to uh ziggy once he lay on the field basking in your presence Ah, oh, mate, I just, you 
know, part of the game. And obviously, uh, he left us before the season started. And uh, I just let him know that, you know, no one, no one was. Uh, uh, how can I say it nicely? Uh, <laughs> That's what we were wondering. You know, I, I just told him to get up. Yeah, I just told him to get up. <laughs> you don't see him around Terrigal still, do you? Does he like hide? It? Does he sort of like hide in the front room and sort of look out the curtains to make sure you're not walking around? Or, <laughs> uh, well, yeah. Apparently, the boys see him terrible quite a bit. He's still living in town. He goes through swims in, in Terrigal in the mornings, but um, yeah, I'm. I'm, I'm not out that way that time of day, so no, I haven't seen him around. You know what you could have done is put your hand down, help him up, and then take it away halfway up and <laughs> let him fall on his ass again. <laughs> oh, yeah, oh, no, I know. I would have tossed a bit of stick for that, I reckon. <laughs> Probably a bit more than what I did from what happened. There goes the fifth yellow card. Yeah. Um, so we've, yeah. got, we've got a few fan questions, so we'll just sort of throw these at you. Who's Who's been your toughest opponent? Toughest opponent. Well, there's a couple uh, back, you know, early doors. Craig, Craig Moore, and, and Kevin Musket. They were they were some pretty hard customers. Um, yeah, I, th- I remember my first ever game at the Gosford. It was a, a preseason game against um, Brisbane. And, you know, I remember the ball just being down one end of the field, and, and I just copped his elbow right in the nose. And Maury was <laughs> just gave me an elbow to the nose and had to go off with a bleeding nose. And uh, and then Ian Ferguson said, well, welcome to the A-League. So that was an eye-opener for me. And obviously no VAR back then. So, um, yeah, Maury was, Maury was a tough customer and, and so was Musket. So, what about Tiato? Yeah, those, those guys were pretty hard. Yeah, Tiato, obviously, the, those guys are, you know, all part of the old school. And all cut from the same cloth. Mm. Yeah, and uh, yeah, they were very hard customers on the pitch. So, Maddie, this one is from um, one of our forum customers, Forum Phoenix, um, and he wants to know if you could change one thing about the A-League what would it be um, but P.S. my fam and I sat next to your mother on your Mariners debut her words bellowed across the ground were we love you Maddie Simon and your beautiful face respond <laughs> uh, that does sound like something my mum would say <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, something I would change about the A-League I'll uh, definitely just go from summer to winter. I think the, the you know the the viewing of, of the fans would, would get a lot more out of it. And I think you saw uh, the end of last year when we came back after COVID, the little COVID break, the the quality that the teams put on, um, even after having three months three months layoff. I think the quality was really high. So you know, I change change it from a summer sport to winter for sure. Amen. Yeah, for sure. Um... How many years are you going to be asking Uncle Ken Shembury for on your new contract? <laughs> well, that's a good question. I might just leave the fans let you boys just hammer Ken for me. <laughs> yeah, we can do that. I'll take we see him nearly every that, weekend. Here, so. Yeah. <laughs> no, look, obviously, I'm I'm really enjoying playing this season, and um, you know, it's been good to have Ken around in in his role that he's doing for the club, and um, you know. Uh, everyone knows what the Mariners meant to me and um, I love playing for the club and you know I'm just concentrating week on week as the old cliche goes and you know we'll just see how we go um, in the next month or so and you know I'd love to love to play as long as possible so we'll, we'll see how we go. Why did you let uh, Ollie take the penalty in Wollongong? Uh, that was just because Ollie asked if he could take the penalty so you know I, um, he, he said he wanted to take it and you know I'm not one to to um, argue over a a penalty. Yeah, that's right. I think um, he's confident to take it. And um, so I was more than happy for him to 
you know, step up and I was confident he was going to put it in. And, um, you know, all I thought about was a two going up 2-0. I'm um, not really caring who, who took the penalty. So, yeah, it was uh, good that he, it went in. And, you know, as I say, we, we won the game 2-0. Speaking of him, how nice is it to have him back? Yeah, I think it's been absolutely huge for us. Everyone can see the quality that he brings and um, the experience that he has. I think, you know, when you watch him play and he's at his best, he's... He's a, he's a different class and uh, probably a level above, you know, pretty much everyone on the pitch. So uh, um, I think that's it's easy for everyone to see what difference he's made to our squad, the experience and and his leadership, and uh, he's, he's really driving the boys every week. So you know, it's been huge for us. Did the uh, people having a picnic say anything to you in Wollongong? Oh, no, they just had a bit of a laugh, but I was disappointed because, you know, I thought there might be some crackers or something on there. Yeah. You know, but it was actually just, it was just empty over there, so I don't know what they were doing. Had you planned that out pre-game, if you, that if you were going to score, that's what you were going to do? Yeah, well, we just we warmed up right in front of them, and, uh, you know, I thought it was pretty cool how they were sitting there, and they got the, you know, pretty good view. So, yeah, when I, when I scored down that end, it, uh, I don't know what... They just come across me and said, oh, I'll just go and sit down and have a bit of a laugh. And, you know, everyone's so serious all the time. So, yeah, it was, it was good just to get over there and have a bit of a laugh. Uh, what's the what's your favourite match you've ever played in? Oh, geez, that's a, that's a good one. But if you can't um, answer that, maybe favourite goal? Oh, that's a good one as well. <laughs> um, okay, I'll move on next one then. I've had some I've had some like unbelievable games, you know, especially at, at Gosford. Um, you know, when you know, before I left for Korea scoring those two goals was a pretty memorable night. Um you know, w- winning grand finals at Sydney was even though it wasn't with the Mariners, it was, you know, a pretty special <laughs> thing to do. Um when when you set out a goal to do something with a group of players and and, and it comes off after all that hard work, there's there's no better feeling than that. Um obviously playing for the national team is probably my biggest honour in the play to play for your country and to stand on the field and, and sing your national anthem. I think um, is something pretty special. And and going to the Olympics, you know, you have to be under twenty three to go to the Olympics. So it's it's you know obviously a once in a lifetime opportunity. And and to be able to to call myself an Olympian is something that I'll look back on when I finish my career and be very proud of. So, Matty, we've noticed that you're making a fair few defensive headers and clearances. Have you had a word to the defenders about this and um, why it is that you have to take responsibility at both ends of the park? You boys come up with a good question. Um, <laughs> well, it's just more role in the, in the corners there, in the defensive corners. Um, obviously, it's, we, we've, we've got some man markers in there and some zonal, so... Um, I'm, I'm the lucky one that's been picked into that zone and um, it's my role to just win everything as it says on the whiteboard when we go in for the games that role in yeah, there is uh, just win everything yeah. so if, if you don't win it you get, in, you get in a bit of trouble Well I think that's working for you Matty that was working for you when you chased those three blokes around on the weekend and then um, got the ball back and uh, kicked Traore and the shins into the bargain so yeah fair play yeah, no, it's, it's, um, you know, I think that, that's a moment in time. We, we need a bit of a, a bit of a spark, and um, you know, I'm just glad I didn't get my fifth yellow when that happened. <laughs> <laughs> I was about to say that that moment did change the game to swing into our favour because yeah, we weren't in it and up until then. Yeah, obviously, you're lucky enough to go down, and Marco scored a good goal, good team goal, I thought, and um, yeah, just as I said before, just really disappointed that we couldn't couldn't get another one.
Just uh, just now that you mentioned Marco, obviously you and he uh, have seemed to create a pretty formidable partnership up top there. Um, you look like you're really enjoying playing off each other. Um, how good is it having someone like him around as well? Yeah, I think it's been been great. Obviously, um, a, a lot to do with me scoring um, the goal that I have so far as well. Um, you can see how smart he is. I think he's just been getting better and better each game. You know, his fitness is getting higher and higher, and um, he, he's just so smart. And when you have someone like that, and you, and you sort of know what they're going to do early on, um, it makes things, you know, a lot of uh, really enjoyable and and really easy to play. So speaking of that, how nice is it to be playing two up front again? Because we've obviously chopped and changed a few things over the past uh, sort of you know sort of season or so. And there's been a few games here and there when we have sort of gone with the two up top, uh, sort of with yourself and Murray when he was here. But how nice is it to be consistently doing that now? Yeah, I think it's you know I'm a, I'm a huge fan of two up front, and um, you know I think you can see part of our success this year, obviously having the two up front. So. Um, not only just in attack, but also in defence. You know, you've got someone to help, and um, to have two people chasing chasing around like maniacs at the top, you, you know, you don't look so bad doing it by yourself. Once again, Simo, thank you so much for uh, taking the time this afternoon and joining us on the Coast Football Ramble podcast. Absolute pleasure to have you on, mate, and uh, looking forward to seeing you go around again on Thursday. All right, boys. Cheers. I appreciate it. Thanks, mate. Thanks, thank you. Mate. Love you. I'll take it easy, mate. Love you. Okie dokie, going into other Central Coast Mariners things this week. Uh, just a quick reminder, of course, that the GoFundMe is uh, is still up and running for the Coast Football Ramble podcast. Uh, if you would like to donate, um, please feel th- free to do so. We will be chucking up a link alongside this uh, this episode. Currently at just over a grand, $1,085. So thank you so much to everyone who has donated uh, across that and the uh, fundraiser on the ccmfans.net forum as well. Uh, again, a quick shout out to Wombat for organising that one there. Um, in terms of who's donated uh, in the last week or two on the forum, um, Big Al, Pirate Pete, Holy, Atomic, Mariner Mick, Mick Komet, and uh, Rising Sun, thank you all so, so, so much uh, for your donations there. And on the GoFundMe as well, uh, Fred Giona, of course, uh, Tom Christenthal, Lauren Maunder, uh, someone called Sean Millercamp as well, um, and of course, Adrian and T. McKay. Um, Thank you so much. Ian Riley, Lynn McDonald, Ian Shand, Robbie McKenna, Gavin Springett, um, Scott Beecham, Cameron Patmore, Ben Smith, Paul Hart, Phil McNabb, Ross Russell, and Aaron Hedges. Uh, you guys are all absolutely sensational. Thank you so, so much. And uh, Chris Brindley and Aaron Morrow, I think, looks like you guys might have chucked in a couple of dollars as well. Three. <laughs> uh, there is two more people um, who have donated, um, but you've listed that you don't want your name read out. So, well, you don't want your name known. So, thank you to those people, J W and E S. Yes, our anonymous donors. Yes. Thank you so Legends. much. No, you guys, seriously, blown away by the um, the generosity that you guys have shown, um, and it's going to be a massive, massive help for us to. Um, yeah, get some new gear and, um, you know, make the editing process and producing process a, a little bit easier um, and, you know, hopefully be able to keep bringing you somewhat okay quality uh, podcasts each, each week. We can't promise that the content will get any better. But, <laughs> but the quality. We'll keep the quality of the recording up to make up for the lack of professionalism and other things. Mm. Yeah. 
Well, Matt Simons, we ask good questions, so he must be doing something right. Yeah. Mm, <laughs> yes. Of course, over the weekend, our academy was down in the Southern Districts to take on the SD Raiders. Uh, two all draw in that one. Um, it was a sort of seesawing contest a little bit for, by all accounts. It was Anthony Proya who scored first four Southern District Raiders inside two minutes. Damien Sakenis got the level up at 25 minutes. Uh, Kianese got uh, the Raiders ahead on 28 minutes. Is that... Is it the Joel I don't think it's Joel. No, okay. uh, I will get back to you on that, though. And uh, Damien Sakenis got the equaliser a little bit late there in the 76th minute. By all accounts, both keepers sort of kept their sides in the match there. And um, we, in fact, hit the crossbar twice after the 80th minute as well. So could have gone on to win it. Uh, but uh, a point keeps us undefeated in the NPL 2 so far this season. Under 20s, uh, full credit to the boys getting a 3-0 win down at SD Raiders as well. Joel Tianese is in Hyderabad at the moment, so it's not him. Yeah, that's right. I think it's a relation. Um, that's, that's like, you're my favourite team in India. <laughs> Always been a huge Hyderabad fan. Forza Hyderabad. Um, <laughs> up you Kerala Blasters. Our next game, of course, is down at Christie Park in Macquarie. Uh, Christie Park, yes, in Macquarie Park. As we take on North West Sydney Spirit FC, uh, that's on Saturday, the 3rd of <laughs> April at 7pm. That is, in fact, the match of the round, so you can catch that one live and exclusive on NPL.TV. North West East Coast United. <laughs> yeah, North, North West Sydney Spirit FC. Um, they're actually a really, really good side. David Perkovich is, is their coach, and um, they've been sort of there or thereabouts in terms of the Premiership and Championship in NPL 2 for the last sort of two or three years. Um, they play a really, really good style of football, and um, and so so do our boys as well. So um, if you're not actually down there, um, like I said, you can tune in on NPL.TV. There is an app um, on the Apple uh, Store and the Android Store as well that you can download totally free to sign up. Um, you can watch all the NPL 1 games and the match of the rounds for NPL 2 live each week. So get around that. Sounds excellent. You're listening to the Coast Football Ramble Podcast. You boys come up with the good questions. Luke, uh, we've been asking for weeks and weeks and weeks and weeks now. It's Is been it time? A month. <laughs> it hasn't been that long. It's been it 84 has. years um, for your gr- your starting 11 that you have grievances with. The yeah. Luke's grievances 11. What do you got? My dropkick 11. Um, by the way, how bad are paper straws? Oh, this terrible. Thing, this thing's um, dropping me nuts. Terrible. Um, so... <clears throat> Grievances eleven, four four two. Um, I I was going to choose a bench, but it actually turned out to be pretty hard. I think I got most of most of my grievances away um, in the starting eleven and with the head coach and assistant coach. So um, let's run through it. In goals, Liam Reddy. What? <laughs> what do you mean, what? <laughs> I, just... I thought that was obvious. <laughs> <laughs> of course, it's obvious. Okay, thank you. <laughs> Um, Sarcastic what? I need to mute Morrow for the rest of this one, do I? Yeah. <laughs> Is it going to be what after every selection? I think, I think uh, Liam Reddy uh, speaks for itself. Pretty self-explanatory. Um, so as I said, playing a 4-4-2, and these positions are obviously slightly sort of give or take, but uh, at right back, we've got Scott Jamison. Yes. Now, look, I think Scott Jamison is very much of the Matt Simon category type of a player who you would love to have him in your team but he's a prick to play against and he's a pain in the ass and he's very much that same um, smart ass on the pitch and tries to do every sort of little niggly thing that he can to get an extra yard, maybe even somewhat more than Simo from what, from what we've seen lately. Decent um, man on Twitter though, gets on well with stage apparently too. Yeah, he's, um, I'm sure he's a nice bloke off the pitch, I'm sure he's all good but um, 
And he, he has, I have seen him do the crazy eyes a few times this season when he's been sort of um, giving a few young players a bake and he's he's a bit of, he's a brick on the pitch, but also apparently now a little bit of a psycho. So I feel like maybe Kizanorbo's starting to maybe uh, rub off on him a little bit. Um, the centre-backs, Nigel Bugard. I don't, I don't not like many former Mariners, but he is one of them. <laughs> I can't stand him. No boogs. I can, I, no, no good. No good. He's just he's he's just a prick on the pitch. Um, he's way past it. Needs to 100% give it up. Um, please retire. That has um, been shown this year. Yeah, it has. Especially um, was it the latest Jets game or the one before the one against Adelaide? Yes. <clears throat> Super average, and then he was clearly getting the shits because he was getting outplayed, and then he decides to. Um, I thought it could have been a red card, but to me it looked like a headbutt on Yangi um, after the whistle had gone, and I don't know how more wasn't really made of it, but there we go. Um, so with him in central defence, Ryan Shotton. <laughs> um, he thinks COVID is a conspiracy and posts about it all over his own Twitter account. Uh, absolute moron. Um, <laughs> right back, right back as a wing back who we know he can't play wing back because he's Scottish, so he can't run fast. A good man, Ziggy Gordon. Excuse me, how do you not have Daniel Georgievsky? Yeah, in your team? I was going to ask. Does he even play anymore? <laughs> <laughs> He's fighting. You've got to have serious question. Serious question. Yeah, no, it's a fair question even, actually because I don't know the answer. I don't know. And yeah. I think he just sort of hangs around the Wanderers' buddy training facility and attempts to be funny. Um, <laughs> Ziggy, once again, pretty obvious. That Bellend. is obvious. Yes. Um, midfield was a tough choice for a couple of them, but I think I've got it. Pretty spot on. Stefan Mork, <laughs> uh, who will be public enemy number one uh, this week after the efforts last time and, and his efforts so. and every game and his yeah and his efforts ever since then. Um, just four Stefan Morks in midfield because yeah. that'd be <laughs> yeah, and not just Mariners fans either. Everyone else hates him too. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Um, James Tracy. Oh yes, yes. Yep. The only reason he's still playing is because he scored the winning goal in the Asian Cup final. <laughs> if he didn't do that, he would have retired three or four years ago. Um, waited way too long to shave his head. Um, <laughs> needed to get on that a lot, a lot earlier, um, and has just for me just so overrated. One of the most overrated players in the league. How he keeps his spot every week, I have no idea. Neil Neil Kilkenny. Yep. Mhm. Good, but annoying. Just yeah, he's he's sort of another one. He is a good player, but God, he's a pain in the ass. And whenever he opens his mouth, I just want him to be quiet just stop talking I, w- I would i would hate to be in that perth in the perth dressing room with him and liam ready at the same time like what an what even a, even what when you're watching him in the game then you can see him out there you can't hear his voice but you can see him ranting at the ref and you yeah. sometimes think oh my imagine if you were the ref absolutely oh, baking all the young that, players in his own team like it's just yeah not on not a fan um in the number 10 role so we'll have no goals and no assists from this man, Robbie Cruz. Mm, fair um, <laughs> <laughs> he'll be, you know, he'll be injured. He'll a be lot. too busy crying the whole game. So, <laughs> absolutely get nothing out of him. I wouldn't say I have any grievances with him, but I'm saying he's pretty useless. Yeah, and I think a lot of people don't like to criticise him now because of the whole thing that happened with the Socceroos and when he absolutely copped it. And you know, obviously, a lot of that stuff went way too far. But um, just, I hate his attitude. I think he's another one who's massively overrated. No goals and no assists all season for Melbourne Victory, but still keeps his spot 
every game and somehow still gets hopped up as this really good player. I don't get it. Probably marquee wages. I don't get it. Yeah. Um, so the front two, which is, it was a bit hard. One of them, I guess, is a bit of a late runner to the not liked list, which would be Mr. Ben Halloran. Ooh. Um, seen a few dives come into his game. Yeah, they yeah. They have come in. Lately. season, yeah. They not a fan of. There was one against us. Um, sort of looks uh, looks like that bloke that um, did the WikiLeaks thing. What's Julian his name? Assange. Julian Assange. Yeah. <laughs> was a spitting image for him when he came back to Australia recently, so um, that obviously didn't help. Um, but just, I, I don't know, not not much of a fan lately Think for some I reason. I guess you're other number up front. Try. Roy. Sure. No, I didn't actually You don't have Roy. Roy up front. No. Shit. I'm shocked. Uh, I don't... I, what, I, McLaren? No, no, no. I, oh, I, I didn't... <laughs> this is going to be Roy good. is a funny one because cause he's a snake, right? But, I mean, I just don't care about him. <laughs> like, I don't care enough to not... He has like faded him. into obscurity over yeah. the past season, hasn't he? It's just a bit of a... And I mean, to be fair, scored a cracking goal on the weekend. Um, he but did... <sighs> But just he hasn't done much. I don't have the energy to waste on him, really. So hmm. he's let it go. <laughs> there's a yeah. bit, there's a few disappointments there, though. I'd have to say. I, I need to know who who else is up top. I think you'll be surprised. Go on, Barisha. Ooh. Oh no! Of of because of the same reason because of the same reason of Scott Jamison. I would love to have yeah. him in my team, but he's a prick. To play against, love to hate, absolute him. prick. I thought it was because he fell over in that grand final. What grand final? <laughs> well, that's exactly what I mean. It's against Perth. Perth. <laughs> Perth fans still haven't forgiven him for that, and that's what I mean. If if yeah. I was a Brisbane fan, do you think he cared that he did that? No. Hmm. Shit, no. So, but if I have to play against him, I'm not keen. Not keen at all. Um, head coach and assistant coach. So Rudin? Head, head coach, no. Rudin's not in what? this at all either. What? Head coach Steve Corica. Mm. Yolik. Yep. Living off the uh, fruits of Graham Arnold. Coattails. Being exposed. And just, it's never his fault either. It's always... No, that's true. A ref or it's always something. I just... just Redmayne. Yeah. Pretty arrogant. <laughs> oh, just don't get me started on Redmayne. Not a fan. Not a <laughs> He'd fan. He'd be probably my goalie. <laughs> the assistant coach, um, maybe a bit of a surprise and a bit of a latecomer. Anti Milicic. Mm. <laughs> I blame his assistant what, coach what for their style What is with the playing? holding the book over his mouth whenever he speaks to someone? Lip readers, mate. <laughs> Covered. Who's lip reading in the A-League? No one gives a shit. I don't know why he needs the book, because when he goes to press conferences, as you have pointed out, um, Luke, then he is asked questions like, you know, should you change the yeah. methodology? And his question, his answers things like, no. We know how MacArthur play, mate. You don't need, like, what <laughs> secrets are you going to be keeping inside the book? So... Um, yeah, maybe maybe a little bit of a late runner, but just not someone who, to be honest, before he started coaching MacArthur, I didn't know that much about or hadn't really seen um, that much of. Uh, but, yeah, not a fan. Just rubs me the wrong way. I think there could be some disappointment with some of those. Uh, a few surprise inclusions there, but... Um, I thought there would be, but I thought I'd make it... I thought I'd make it... Uh, I wouldn't mind yelling abuse at that team. Not too obvious. Excl- I, I should get around that. Mm. <laughs> yeah. be a good away day. I'm, yeah, I'm surprised Jamie McLaren wasn't in... Very surprised now McLaren look, wasn't in. I give McLaren plenty of shit, but he seems like a nice guy and scores shitloads of goals. I mean, does he so, Does oof. he really seem like a nice guy? I don't know. Well, my wife thinks he's very good well, looking, work so maybe I need to put him in. the right place. Where is Matt Miller? Can't criticise that. Matt Miller's very much of the Roy category. Don't I just, care. He's a snake, but I don't have the energy 
to just get. because they're below us on the Don't table? Yeah. Well, I suppose everyone is. But. Yeah. <laughs> Especially victory. On the table, you know, living standards, like, <laughs> below me in every way. <laughs> You're listening to the Coast Football Ramble Podcast. Cheers, Jeff. And just something that uh, myself and, and Jimmy have been working on, um, particularly Jimmy, really, actually, um, and, uh, an episode list of every single Coast Football Ramble um, and I think Yellow Army podcast yeah. episode that, uh, that has ever been produced there is going to have an entire list of um, whether it was a winning pod, losing pod or drawing pod, um, the songs that were played throughout the course of that episode as well, um, how long the episode goes for, and we might or guests. include yeah the guests as well. Um, if that's something that is of interest to you guys, let us know um it's just because we're maybe a little bit of list nerds uh i love my lists <laughs> but we could also put together like a spotify playlist of all the songs that have ever been put on the pod yeah, yeah. that'd be something cool. i'm also if you have really old episodes um i'm talking like from 2010 to 2015 can you please send them to me because i've lost them and they're <laughs> not on the internet anymore i managed to find one episode following the uh, grand final win that's the only thing I could find before um, Luke, Josh, and I reinvented the Yellow Army podcast. But um, I've tried to collect as much information as I could. I'm going through getting all the, the songs that we played. Yeah, so we're doing a Spotify list, um, playlist. So that should be fun. Yeah, yeah, I'm looking forward to the playlist. Actually, that's got some bangers on there already. I was going through that list the other day and I was like, geez, we've had some good ones. Mm. Yeah. I. Um, I think we're up to. Let me have. I'll open it up right now. How many hours of content we've done? It's um, pretty staggering, actually. Was it something like? I think you mentioned eighty-seven, and that was before we even got to season four and five. Correct. Uh, yeah. We're currently in season five, and we've done. I think this is episode twelve. I don't know. Um, whatever it says on the title. So around a century. Oh yeah, well over a century of, of hours worth of listening, yeah. Okay, so I've gone back as far as I could go. Um, I think the first episode that. I was involved, it was 2010, but I couldn't find anything from the 2010 first series of Yellow Army podcast that we did. I did find stuff on series two, which was 18 episodes, um, and then series three with Fish and myself was, I think it was about eight episodes, and then when we reinvented it, um, 24 episodes, and then Coast Football Ramble, first season, 33, second season was 26. Anyway... So the amount of episodes I could get up to, including this one, is 155 episodes. And that's with some episodes missing. And we're currently up to 131 hours, 28 minutes and 33 minutes that I could actually pin down how many minutes and hours we've done. So that's probably about 700 hours worth of outtakes and, uh, yeah. <laughs> and B-sides, yeah. yeah. And a lot of L's. <laughs> a lot of L's, yeah. I'm interested to see what percentage of our, um, of our pods are L's. We did 33 episodes that one year there and we probably came last. Yes. How good were we? Stamina, mate. <laughs> so, of course, keep your eye out on Spotify and across our socials when we do get that playlist together uh, for the Coast Football Ramble Bangers playlist. And on that note, I'm going to have to get going and um, go pick up my son. Enjoy the rest of the pod, guys. Love you too. Love Ciao. you, Jimmy. You're listening to the Coast Football Ramble Podcast. Sometimes it may be good, sometimes it may be shit. Of course, just touching on some other A-League uh, and Australian League things. The matches over the weekend, uh, other than ours, of course, we saw Melbourne City oh, absolutely tear apart Western Sydney Wanderers 4-1 on the Friday night match. They're Ple scary. Pleasure, the pleasure to watch. Yeah, good yeah. to watch. But uh, yeah, don't worry. 
some good footy in that one. Uh, of course, the game after hours on Saturday night, Perth Glory defeating Newcastle Jets by two goals to one. Aspro picked himself up a yellow card, uh, sorry, a red card, two yellows in the space of about 30 minutes in the first half of that one there, but the Glory managed to hold on for the win. Nice. Sunday afternoon saw Wellington and MacArthur going head-to-head. MacArthur running out with three points and a 1-0 victory there. Nearly put me to sleep that game. That, yeah. that game was rough. It was bad. Mm. That was rough. Yeah. No no slide on Wellington Phoenix. They actually don't play bad football. It's all uh, Ivan Yolich ball from MacArthur. And, of course, the other game on Sunday afternoon, Adelaide defeating Sydney FC 1-0 down at Cooper Stadium. Adelaide just keep on picking up points. Six straight, isn't it? Six straight yeah, wins, six, which I think pretty much bounce. started with the shit show against us. It did. Yeah, so. that's where it started. And hopefully it finishes, uh, well, by the time this gets released, tomorrow night. Mm. Um, because I didn't think they were that red hot on Sunday. And, you know, there was, a, there was a few words to be said. Maybe the penalty was a pen. Maybe it wasn't. Uh, thoughts? Clear pen for mine. Nah. <laughs> why, why, though? Why? Because Yangi looks for the contact. And it's only just so. There. Don't kick him. It's too soft. That's too soft. A pen. A pen is not contact. A pen. Yankee gets the ball first. Gets kicked in the leg. Yeah. Makes it look like he got sniped from the grassy knoll. But as do a lot of players. Mm. Don't do that shit in the box. I think it's a pen. Sorry, Moz. Yeah. No. No. I agree. Don't do that shit in the box. But it's yeah. it's too soft for me. Too soft. <laughs> Of course, uh, there was a fair old chance that he could have been sent off during the course of the game. He was probably lucky to be on the pitch when the pen was given because I think he'd already committed seven or eight fouls during the course of that game. Yeah, he's a shit story. I like it. Mm, come to Mariner. Of course, He'll be on your team soon, Boise. Th- yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Upcoming uh, matches for match day 15. Jeez, this season is absolutely flying by. Um, Western United take on Melbourne City down uh, down in Melbourne, of course it is, just before our game on Thursday night at 5.35pm. Thursday doubleheader? What? Mm, Thursday doubleheader. Okay. Of course, it's the, um, the day before Good Friday, um, so it's okay. essentially the Friday. But, you know, you'd think maybe it'd be a, a bit of a later kickoff. That doesn't really give much time for people to get to the game um, after Melbourne, finishing up work, etc. That's, that's rough in Melbourne. Mm little bit. I hope we're making notes about what happens with these experiments because it's sort of like, you know, concocting a draw here that is the weirdest draw ever yeah. come up with. I can't I can't keep up. Look, yeah. Thursday night, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday, doubleheader Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. Doubleheader Monday kind of makes sense, I guess. It's uh, equivalent to a doubleheader Sunday being, yeah. being that it's Easter long weekend and yeah. then you've got uh, Tuesday and Wednesday. Of course, our, um, our game is... Thursday night at 7.40pm at Central Coast Stadium against the aforementioned Adelaide United. Looking forward to getting revenge, I guess, so to speak, on this one. Looking forward to getting stuck into Stephen Mork. Oh, Stephen Mork. Yeah, ben can't Halloran. wait to absolutely give it to him. Mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm still not... I'm, I don't know. I'm still not that impressed with Adelaide with the way that they play. They've got, you know, a few good players. Um, I still think that their back line is super vulnerable like it was last time when we played them. Mm. Um, and they've, I mean, between between Jakobsen and um, Jordan Elsie, they've made a number of mistakes this season that have led straight to goals. So I think, um, I don't know, like we were speaking about earlier, I would start Kowal this game and just have them, have him terrorise those two for like 100%. 60 minutes. Yep. And then, and then bring on either Simo or Urenia. 
just to keep it going. Yeah, I'd love um, to see Kowal and Urania yeah. get the start and, like you say, have him turn the defence around, get him behind like he does, yeah. and then Simo to run at them for the last sort of 25, 30 yeah. minutes of the game and, you know, beat the shit out of Stephen Mork. Yeah, agree. I like it because that would get us uh, a chance to see Kowal playing with Aranya maybe if mm. those pairs start. I think mm. that would be a nice starting option and maybe some of that Aranya quality of, um, you know, back to goal turning and uh, making those balls in behind can benefit Kowal. Yeah, I think so, yeah. He's he's looked really good in that sort of, you know, second striker role and um, the balls that he's been putting through to Simo I think would, would benefit Kowal greatly. And, you know, he's due for a goal as well, isn't he, Allo? Definitely. And against Adelaide would be nice. Because like you, Luke, I don't reckon I don't I don't rate them that highly. But we all know that a good team uh, knows how to win games when they're not playing well, and yeah, that's right. That's what yeah. they're doing. So hmm. mm. we want to cut that off for them. Of course, the other games for Match Week 15 uh, on Friday night, Macarthur hosts Perth. Um, then on Saturday, Brisbane hosts Western Sydney. Don't even worry about tuning into that one, as that's at the same time as our Academy Boys on NPL.TV. So make sure you tune in there instead. Uh, Sunday afternoon or Sunday night, in fact, seven o'clock. See uh, Big Blue. Is this the? No, it's not the rescheduled one because this one's the only Melbourne. Uh, as Melbourne Victory hosts Sydney FC. Monday we have the double header where the Jets host Western United and then Wellington take on Melbourne City FC. Uh, Tuesday we travel down to Western Sydney to take on Ziggy Snake FC. It's less of a Big Blue, isn't it, and more of a mediocre Blue. <laughs> <laughs> That's very true. Just saying. That's very true. <laughs> yeah, neither of them have been too crash hot so far this season. Mm. So, uh, and, you know, victory particularly. Um, Wanderers are, wonder are away on a Tuesday. Yeah, it's an interesting one, isn't it? I mean, our draw could have been much worse, but uh, why Why give us Wanderers away on a Tuesday? I don't know, whatever it is. They've got to try and cram in all the fixtures where they can, I guess. So. Mm. I mean, I think it's sort of been spoken about a couple of times. Like when they did this draw, which wasn't that long ago, both of you know us and the Wanderers were towards the top end of the table. Why would you not put that at a more friendly day? Yeah, I think we were top two at the time. Mm. Yeah, so is what it is. But um, yeah, if you if you can get that down there, make sure you do. Uh, let's uh, let's get let's get loud for that one. I reckon um, buses, of course, are running from Tugra and Gosford as well. So head to ccmariners.com.au if you would like to book, or you can call the club on uh, whatever their phone number is. <laughs> <laughs> Surely a great away day opportunity. Yeah, oh yeah. You can't miss it. Yep, yep, exactly. Finally, last match of the round is Sydney FC hosting Perth Glory on the Wednesday, so they've got a short turn around there. Unlucky, not our problem. Two bunches of old blokes playing against each other. You're listening to the Coast Football Ramble Podcast. It's bad, but it's real. It's fucked. Of course, Central Coast United uh, continued their campaign over the weekend with a three-all draw over Canterbury-Bankstown. Uh, Last-minute equaliser from Canterbury, breaking the hearts of the Pirates after United were up uh, 3-0 in the first place. Goals to Cade Marpu, Josh Swadling and Scotty McGinley, putting them ahead 3-0 there, but um, couldn't quite hold on, unfortunately. No, and good to see uh, the game back on Facebook. <clears throat> yeah, of course, the previous game was an FFA Cup clash against uh, Scots FC, uh, where we absolutely took them apart. Good to hear uh, Les and Mike back streaming that one live there. It was a 6-2 win that saw the Pirates get through to the next round there. Of course, the next match for Central Coast United is uh, down at Jensen Park this Saturday at 7pm uh, as they take on Bankstown City FC, another Bankstown side. <laughs> it's 47 Bankstown teams. Now, is this the Bankstown that we beat 
11 nil last season, I think it was. Sure. Yeah. Cool. I can't keep it's, up. It's one of them. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Hopefully. You're listening to the Coast Football Ramble Podcast. I love you. No homo. Okay, Nate, before we wrap up this weekend, of course, it is that time of the episode where we get to answer your questions. Thank you all so much, as always, for uh, submitting your questions across Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and the ccmfans.net forum. Uh, kicking things off here with Keenan Jensen. Keenan this week asks, what was everyone's thoughts on the crowd? Uh, I was expecting, hoping for at least 8,000, but was a little bit disappointed on the turnout. I think it's about right. I think there's still a lot of... Uh, unsure people out there Maybe not wanting to venture out Just yet um, It was the first game with no Was there no restrictions at all As in you know We could sit There was uh, No gaps between rows We could stand There was no venue capacity There was no restrictions, restrictions In the uh, in the general admission areas In the yeah. GA areas But in the reserve seating um, They still had the gaps between rows Okay right That's why there was a lot of people On that end um, Yeah I think it's about right yeah, I wasn't disappointed. I, I mean, I would have liked to have seen 8,000 there as well, but um, with the disease and the fact that lots of people are still, you know, not really out and about, then mm. that's a, a, a thing. And also, it took us a very long time to dwindle away all those people who wanted to be at Mariners games. We've done it. It's taken us literally years and years, and it's going to take us some time to build those people back up again. So just to watch this encouraging sort of... Um, progression if you will that um, we had a good crowd on a Monday night and we've had a good crowd on a rainy night and um, we've now had what I think is a decent crowd in the circumstances for this one so if we can just keep building on that and you know keep the conversation positive about the Mariners by our football team representing us well then we can get to that 8k but yeah, not quite that quick. It looked like about 7,000, but obviously with a few people spread out and things like that, um, it was, yeah, that 5,300 or so that, um, that was um, that was there on, on Saturday night. Yeah, of course, you know, we, we hope for more, um, and I think it will slowly start to grow and, and get better as, as weeks go by and, um, you know, results keep improving. And, of course, as you say, co- the COVID situation um, keeps getting better here. Uh, the club is, of course, uh, doing a fair bit in terms of, promotion across you know social media email and uh you know this week they've given away i think it was a thousand tickets to um uh, the first thousand uh people to register for um for those on central coast football so you know full credit to to that initiative and and getting back involved with uh, local grassroots lee cooper david foxall and radar all have a similar sort of theme to their uh to their questions so thank you all for um, getting those in there lee cooper firstly uh do we think we're in a mid-season slump Slump is a bit of a tough one because I think our performance against the victory on the weekend was okay. We're still creating plenty of chances. We had a fair bit of the ball, well, more of the ball than what they had. Uh, we just couldn't put our chances away, whereas maybe maybe in the first couple of games uh, in the season, we would have maybe put a couple more of those away. But, yeah, so I'd, I wouldn't go as far to call it as a slump. Uh, maybe after the Adelaide game, depending on that result, then I guess... It might be a little bit closer to slumpish. <laughs> um, but, um, yeah, I, I think we're at about where we should be. Yeah, no slump. We're, um, we haven't been able to get results that I think to some extent at times during those games we've probably earned. So while I think, you know, can we improve things? Absolutely. Have we really sort of experienced this slump? No, I think we've just come to this 
part of the season where it's got a little bit harder and um, teams are working us out a bit and we've got to keep our um, nerve and um, keep working hard because the underlying signs are good for us. Yeah, maybe not so much of a slump as, as maybe a blip, I think, is probably a better term for it, maybe. Um, David Foxall does uh, ask a question similar, along similar lines, I should say, to, to Fred's question. Um, is it time to freshen up the team, um, and in particular, fullbacks? I've been okay with our fullbacks until the last maybe two games. Yeah, same. Yeah, I think, as you alluded to earlier, Pete, I think Negro maybe hasn't had his best couple of performances of after not being that happy with Clisby early on then going to being quite happy with him I thought he was uh, not great against the victory so it's a bit of a tough one at the moment as to if you were going to make a change I don't think I don't think you can change them both at the same time um, so but I don't think Stage will I think he'll persist I think he'll persist as well yeah I think he should persist I think some of the reason why um, it has looked the way you just described is that in front of him has changed a bit and been changed around a bit so I think Negro has found that harder at times depending on who has been in front of him um, you know Clisby ran off when it was apparently a free kick <laughs> and the referee signalled it well so, so Jimmy's <laughs> ears are burning <laughs> So if you want to think that way, then, you know, maybe Clisby should go. But no, I think uh, in general, their performance at the back the, of the back four has been good. Against City, we were talking about how good that uh, the goalkeeper and the two central defenders played. So not too unhappy about our defence there. Needed to score more against the victory and not get confused by the ref. Um, <laughs> and uh, who else did we play? Perth. Perth. Yeah, well, that's a bit of both probably. We could have defended better in that game, but we could have also... Um, uh, Finish some more chances as well. So, yeah, d- yeah. Uh, true believer on the CCMfans.net forum is Yangi a better, uh, bigger diver than Mork? I don't think he's a diver. I don't think he's a bigger diver than Mork. That's for sure. He's definitely not that. <laughs> I think, but he made the most of the contact. Oh, he went down like he was shot. Of course, <laughs> um, as you would to win a penalty when you have had any contacts like that. Um, I mean, if we're honest, De Silva did it earlier in the season against Wellington down in Wollongong. To me, there wasn't that much contact with that, but he made the most of it and went down. Don't know what you're talking about. Yeah. I don't know about and that either. The other thing... Uh, remember, we didn't get No, the you're wrong, be quiet. Pen. The other thing um, <laughs> is after last week, lots of people were calling the multi-role thing a dive. Mm. That wasn't a dive. He was just being a shit. <laughs> we don't like that kind of It was of shit, a free mate, kick because, be he got, because he got shoulder-charged. Yeah. The... You know the few extra rolls that he put on the end of it. He he, you know, like he didn't just stay down. He didn't stay down and pretend that he was hurt. He sat straight up. But then the ref gave him a card, I guess, for unsportsmanlike or whatever. Yeah, that, that's very unsportsmanlike. He was just being a bit of a shithead. That wasn't a dive. Yeah, but you don't want it in the game. I think that's. Um, I like it. Emba- embarrassing <laughs> yeah, for nah. football in general. It's a shit look. No, get- what what Neymar did was a shit look because he did oh. fifty four rolls and then stayed down. Like he'd been shot, whereas Yangi did a few rolls and sat straight back up. He was just being a yeah, but then you know that, 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 that still gets presented out of context by you know non-football types, and you know the narrative continues about football being a sport for pussies, etc. So um, I just I hate seeing it. Yeah, no, I don't like that bit. I do I do like the showman bit. I know where you're coming from here, Luke. <laughs> the shit the, housery. Yeah, the, yeah. The, the the bit about getting in front of the victory fans whenever that was. I love that. I love that. Love yeah, that. Yeah, and I love that in general for other players to do as well. Mm. You know, but I don't know about the bit about laying on the ground like that or. He didn't lay on the ground. 54 
thousand rolls across the pitch. Or exactly. I will, I will he got die what on this he hill. deserved. I will die on this hill. Like you, are dead. I did, <laughs> you are dead on the hill. I did like Carl Viet getting up him for that, though. You heard him come across the broadcast and say, cut <laughs> that shit out, yeah, etc. Yeah. So um, yeah. good on him. Um, True Believers also mentioned that um, Qual gets a yellow card for being within five minutes of any opposition player, um, whereas Yangi takes seven or eight fouls to actually get a yellow card there. So good point. And, you know, curse of the Mariners. <laughs> Was Adam Fielding refereeing that game or no? <laughs> <laughs> Penalty Adelaide. Just a thought. <laughs> Freaky calls on. I don't, know, I don't know the answer, but that could be. Yeah. Finally, Pat Rossi, uh, I think it is. Um, not sure if you guys caught the article in the Sydney Morning Herald with uh, the list of um, A-League players without a deal for next season, about 70% off contract at the end of this season. But in a hypothetical money-free world, which of these players would be your first picks to sign for us? Uh, he's selected Traore and Risden to strengthen our fullback positions. There's a lot to go through on the on this year, and apologies, guys, for not bringing this up uh, maybe a little bit earlier. Yeah, I mean, there's so many players there's a on lot. contract. It's, yeah. it's crazy. <laughs> I mean, to be honest, I really rate Perth signing Jason Guerrier. That would have been a great signing. It's a good pick-up. Um, but he obviously wasn't within within the A League. Um, just where do you start? Well, speaking of Perth, because I've just scrolled right down to there, they've got Nick Diagostino off contract. I'd take him in a heartbeat. Yep. Well, what about if we started with the fifteen from Central Coast Mariners are on that list? Pretty pretty critical. Which ones? Are, which ones are you getting rid of? Uh, which one am I oh, getting rid of? No, yeah. I'll tell you who I'm keeping. I'm because keep- that'll limit the number of spots you're bringing in. <laughs> I'm keeping. I'm keeping Beers. I'm keeping Bowman. I don't know if Casella would fit on another scholarship or not. If the option's available to keep De Silva, I'm keeping him. I'm keeping Dan Hall for a five-year contract. Um, <laughs> probably Hatch on another scholarship. Kai Rolls, Simo gets another year. Ruan Tongyik and Orenia if he keeps up this form as well. Yeah, I think mine's pretty similar. I would, I would, uh, yeah, I would upgrade Casella to a first team. And there's good squatty. I yeah. think, yeah, I think he could replace. A couple of the ones, well, I've got one in mind too. I won't say it because I feel bad because I just keep going on about it. But um, I'd be happy to upgrade Casella to a full-time contract or to a professional contract and um, have him work in that position. Yeah, why not? But I'm not seeing too many I'm uh, dumping there. And uh, that means that most of the squad have to stay. So not too many that I'm looking over the fence and saying, I wish they were on our team. I think there's only one, two, three, four, five uh, on that list that we haven't mentioned there. So of the 15 off contract, um, yeah, that's that's 10 that we've identified as wanting to keep, ideally. Yeah, I'd say so. Is McLaren on this list? <laughs> I'd take the tap in, Merchant. No. He's not, you know. Yeah, no, he's uh, not available. Thankfully, don't want him here anyway. <laughs> Luke likes him. <laughs> I'll take Craig Noon on current form. I was about to say I'd take Craig, Craig Noon. Um, mm. Adrian Luna's not horrible either. Inconsistent. A little bit noon. Yeah. Not this year. Well, that's well, yeah. He's he's one that's been inconsistent. I think since he's been here, but has hit a different set of form this year. This year, like yeah. a lot of those Melbourne City players. I'll tell you what. I'm having a look at this the 15 off contract at Victory there, and there is only one that I would take, and that's Trey Ore. I wouldn't take him. Who is Nishikawa? Has he even played? I've never even heard of that guy. <laughs> Who is that? That's just so Nishikawa. Um, no. I'd, I'd say we'll find out pretty soon because they must be going through players. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, look, I mean, who gets in ahead of any of our existing starting 11? Not many, if any. So, I'll tell you who I'd take off. I'd take back for a bit of a cameo finish to his career mm. is Wilco. Wilco. Is he yeah. off? 
contract? I think he is. Come on, Wilco, come back, buddy. We still love you. Yeah, Wilco is yeah. off contract at the end of the season. So, um, yeah, you know, might provide decent cover for, for either Rolls or Tongyik. Davila. Yeah. Uh, Davila is off contract, as is Devlin. I'd take both of them. Yep. Mm. Yeah, so there you go. That's our... Um, oh, maybe Ollie Sale to provide cover for uh, for Beerus at number two Actually, as well. Yeah, he's, he's been bad. super impressive. Rate and, him. And, but he is Kiwi though, isn't he? I think, uh, I, think yeah, I heard him talk, visa. he is Kiwi. So he, he, he would be a visa, which wouldn't be the worst thing because, I mean, we have one free spot right now, don't we? Two, I think. Yeah, so it's, it's, it's not really an issue if he takes up a visa spot for me. The only thing is he might have a bit more of a want maybe to play for Wellington. Yeah, and know. also it, it probably would, play first team football. Yeah, it'd have to be. be so you're be bringing in him in as a number two keeper, Luke? No, nah, he'd be number one if ahead I'm, of Beerus. No, I mean not ahead worse, of worse case if we lose Beerus for yeah, whatever right. reason. Yeah. yeah, okay. It was an interesting rumor that Robbie Slater. So of course, take it with a very, very, very large grain of salt. Um, posted on Twitter the other day, um, saying that Melbourne Victory have started their um, or trying to open negotiations with Mark Birrigitte as well as Davila and uh, Cam Devlin from the Phoenix. I don't see it happening. No. I mean, I don't see it happening. why would I you don't. go from where we are at the top of the table to where victory are, where not only are they bottom of the table um, by a long shot, but, you know, there's all sorts of rumours of internal conflict and, and massive, massive dramas there. There's only one reason. Catching. Mm. I don't even think he'd go for, for the money. It'd have to be no. pretty fucking substantial. Well, that's the thing is that that can be the only reason, really. There's nothing, you know. He'd set his career back two or three years, though. Like, yeah, I, I, I think that move for him is, right now, obviously, looking at the table, is obviously a bit of a backwards one. And for me, his next move, he would want to try overseas again. I don't think he'd go yeah. sideways in the A-League. Yeah, I think that's a good shout. You're listening to the Coast Football Ramble Podcast. Look at this! Look at this! Look at it! 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 Yeah, I think that's going to be about it from us this week on the Coast Football Ramble Podcast. Been a uh, another fairly long one. We like them long. Yeah, like them uh, with a bit of a bit of content. Hopefully, you guys have enjoyed this week's ramble. Thank you all so much once again for tuning in, and um, we'll see you all next time. We'll see some of you on Thursday night. <laughs> This paper straw is really pissing me off. (laughs) All right, that's it from us. We're out of here. Love ya. See ya. Bye. Levels, 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 levels. Tests. They call them levels, levels, faster than lightning. No what song is that? Because I used to sing that all the time. I don't know what song it is. What?